At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I'm so glad you're here with me. You know that this show is created to discuss life topics, to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. And today I got someone here I think is going to transform your thinking a bit. His name is Jamal Javanji, and he told me I said it right, so I said it right. It's Jamal Javanji, and he is the best-selling author of Living for a Living. He's a podcaster, a full-time life coach, and he is passionate about serving individuals, couples, and groups on the path toward enlightenment, wholeness, and liberation. And I really love that, um, Jamal. I wanted to, you know, I want, I can't wait to dig into this with you um, because it seems like you are really about like, like the soul and the person, the whole person. And so I really want to get into that. So before we get into that, I always love to start by saying, who is Jamal? So Jamal, who are you? Tell us about mm. you. Well, first of all, thank you so much for uh, allowing me to be on your show. It's such a privilege to be here Likewise. with you. And uh, that's a great question. Um, the question of who who am I? Okay, mm -hmm. I can give you, I'll give you the short answer. And then maybe we can get into uh, the, the longer answer as the conversation unfolds. But um, yes, I actually right now I live in Southern California, I live in a, a little mountain community about an hour and a half east of Los Angeles with my wife, um, live in the mountains. It's beautiful. Um, beautiful. Oh, it's, it's incredible. Um, uh, I grew up in Ohio, so I, this, where I live now is it's like, it's not normal, you know, mountains and ocean and desert and you get all the, all the topography. Um, yeah, I grew up in Ohio. My, um, uh, I like to tell a little bit about my parents, you know, my dad was originally from a little Island called Zanzibar, which, uh, is now part of Tanzania in East Africa. Um, his heritage originally is from India. Um, so, and then my mother grew up on a farm in Southeastern Ohio, kind of a country girl. So these, I grew up in these two very, very different, in some way, <laughs> some ways, very different cultures. And in some ways there were some similarities, um, both my, on my mother and father's side, a lot of 
generational poverty, a lot of struggle. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in, 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 the, in that backdrop. And then also on a spiritual standpoint, my dad was a very devout Muslim and my mother was a very devout Catholic. She actually wanted to be a nun before they got married. So, and they both were very, very strong in their faith <laughs> when I was a child. So I grew up in that backdrop as well. So I was exposed to lots of different <laughs> ways of thinking conversations right yeah <laughs> for totally, real <laughs> totally totally um so that's that's just a little bit about me how, how also i'm oh, sorry go ahead i, I was ahead. gonna say also i also have an, a, an adult daughter and i have four grandchildren as well oh how fun is that right come on grandchildren are the best right yes, <laughs> i have three absolutely. and i love them um so all right so let's touch on that a little bit because growing up with two totally different religions right was that uh confusing was it fun was it exciting to find this for yourself did you land on one or the other how did that work out that's a great question um you know i like to describe myself um as i was always asking the deeper questions even as uh, i remember uh, being, you know, four and five years old, six years old. And I observed my mother and my father and I observed how different they, their faiths were. And I was learning about them. You know, I would, uh, we went to Catholic schools during the week and then we'd go to the mosque on the weekends. Wow. And, uh, I, I remember picking up on the differences and I would ask my parents about the differences and hear what they said. And I just remember thinking to myself, you, you know, how am I supposed to asking the question, how do I know which one is quote unquote, right. And which one to follow. And so I, that was kind of always a question, but the deeper question behind all of it is I saw them struggle. I saw a deep existential struggle and it had to do with survival because of the poverty, because of the, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where, you know, they're both their generational, um, just what they've been exposed to. And I saw that the focus and preoccupation with life was survival and they weren't happy there there seemed to be this deep sense of unhappiness so i just that was my deeper question why why are we here and that's right. what's the point of all this are we just here to survive and to pay the right. bills and, and so these were i didn't understand at the time that those were actually spiritual questions um but i was asking them and i had always asked those questions and to me their religious backgrounds didn't seem to address that directly. And so I went down that, I went down the road of addressing the deeper issues of what are we doing here? <laughs> so, right. And so do you think that, you know, the, that religion, um, uh, played a part at creating a little more stress or the, the mindset towards their differences in religion, or was it just the past, like the, the poverty and the struggle that way? Do you think that religion added to that? and made it harder in the relationship? How, how do you feel about that? It's a good question. Um, my perception is that the because of their religious, the way they were approaching their religious background was, it, it was almost like they were on trial, right? And I don't know if they would say it quite like this, but there was a sense of, we have to get it right. We have to do it just right. We have to show up and make sure we're you know, checking all the boxes and that we're approved somehow. So it was almost like if we do it right, then maybe God will reward us with survival money, things mm, like that. So, it. and if, and then of course, if there was struggle, which, you know, there was, then there was the deeper sense of 
we need to do more, be more, try harder. And that, that of course does add a lot of stress. Yeah, it really does. Um, that's it. That's an interesting, um, you know, dynamic to kind of grow up in and seeing uh, both of, you know, those point of views, right? And both of them probably have such beauty in them. So to see, oh, yeah. the, you know, the, the point of views on, on different sides. So as a child, then looking at this, and you said you started to ask the deeper questions, did you find the answers to those questions? Like, was that something you're still seeking for? How, how did you come to terms with that? That's a fantastic question. Well, I, the answer is yes. I I have found the answers to that, but I, the the answers were not what I was expecting. Uh -huh. um, I, I I thought I would find an, a new version of their faith. It would be a different. So I went. You know, eventually that led me down um, as a teenager and young adult years. That I thought, oh, you know, well, I'll study. Maybe you know, it's not my mother's you know form of Christianity or my father's form of Islam, but I'll you know, I'll get into uh, maybe evangelical Christianity. And that led me down a road and I studied and actually went to, to college, got a religion degree, this whole thing. And I just thought I would have a better version of, yeah. uh, of the faith. <laughs> but what I didn't realize was suffering. And this took me a while to figure this out. Suffering is an inside job, mm. meaning, meaning it's not, it's not, not something out here. So it wasn't about a lack of information, mm -hmm. like, like intellectually, or it wasn't uh, a lack of money, or it wasn't a lack of relationships. I went down all those roads. Mm -hmm. It was actually something on the inside of me. Because again, everything we feel as people, whether it's suffering, or whether it's joy or love, or whatever it is, right. that's something we always say we experience it inside of us, never outside of us. Right. So if I if I'm experiencing it on the inside, then that the solution must also come from the inside. And it took me a long time. I would go down certain roads and, and go, I would, I would experience everything that road had to offer. And, if, and at the end of the day, the question is, why am I not okay with this moment? Right. What's keeping me from really experiencing life to its fullest in, in the everyday mundane moments, because that's, I have to live with myself. Right. You know, I can, I, you know, I, you know, I used to plan my life around trips and I love to travel and we tried to travel the world and do all these great things. And those were fantastic, but I was interested in what will make my experience of this moment, um, what I want it to be, because that's where my life is lived. And eventually I realized to answer your question, I had to come inside. I had to take a look inside for me. It was, it was a lot of suffering that caused me. Uh, it was it was a breakdown in my life that allowed me, or really forced the issue for me to say, you know, what is this existential fear that I have on the inside? This fear of abandonment, this fear of loss, this fear of not being enough. And I had to take a look at it. And when I took a look at it from the inside perspective, then I realized, oh, okay, this is about getting conscious. And this is about rewriting the script, so to speak, and really dealing with, and it's energy, a lot of it's energy, letting it, letting it go. And then in healing the part of me that I had been running from and didn't know it. Right. I mean, it, it's a, it's a process, isn't it? And I think, you know, you didn't know it too, because it, it also comes with maturity. I think, you know, um, sometimes with, as you, at least this was my experience as I grew and I suffered a lot, same, right. And we go through all these things, those things also benefit you. 
because they they make you look they make you want to find what that is right and most of us will probably still be looking for what that really really is all of our lives right sure. so what is it that you're helping like the individuals and the couples with and i know that you're helping them towards you said enlightenment and wholeness um liberation and i i found that word very interesting and i'm like okay where are we going with this so <laughs> I, of course i want to know right this is straight talk i want to know so <laughs> tell me what it is you're doing here like what is it that you're doing with your with your clients that's a great question okay so let's let's talk about the word liberation for a moment i love that word liberation and really freedom liberation um my understanding is that human beings will not be satisfied will not settle for anything less than full liberation. So for example, you know, um, in my conversations with people, I always say, if you had control over um, your life, would you choose to suffer? Would you choose to be upset or angry or bored even? What would you choose? Or would you choose to, to feel to feel joy and to experience joy and to enjoy every moment that's presented to you and and be very present for your relationships and um, really to, to whatever you do to do it with the best of your ability, what would you choose? And of course, you know, nobody chooses suffering, right? Everyone chooses the latter. No, I would want to live life to its fullest. And then I was, and then I say, well, okay, so where's, who's choosing the suffering? Where's it coming from? Mm. And if you were free and in control, basically to be free means you have a measure of sovereignty or control over your life. Well, if you're not in control, if you're not choosing this, well, who's choosing it? Right, it's right. a hard question. So right. saying, I don't, I don't know who's choosing it. Well, circumstances, it's my partner, it's this job, it's the political situation, it's blah, 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 whatever it is, you know, and it's like, okay, so now they, so that what that, what they're really saying is the control of my inner being, the control of my inner experience with life lies in the hands of all of these outside forces. Well, if the Good. control of our life lies on all these forces outside of us that's not freedom that means right. they have the free that they have the control over us and right. anytime we cede control of our the one thing we actually do have control over i always tell people there there there's so many things we don't control right we right. <laughs> we don't control the weather we don't control traffic we don't control other people for sure we don't control the political situation but what we do control the only thing we really control is my internal state of being yeah if if we don't learn to control that or to get that under our you know our our domain then suffering is all we can experience at some level so true liberation is learning to take the reins, so to speak uh, of our own body and mind mm -hmm, so the, mm -hmm. these are tools so the body and the mind are tools right they're like yeah. you know it's kind of like you know we have a car you know we drive the car the car doesn't drive us. If it does drive us, we're anxious. <laughs> this right. is where, this is why if you're ever driving and you lose control of the car, you're going to yeah. feel it. Anxiety, because we're not in control of this. That's how people feel in life because they realize, oh, I'm not in control of this big thing that's moving throughout the world. And yeah, so what we, what, what I do in my work, it, a lot of it is learning. It's a process. Like you mm -hmm. said, it's not overnight, but it's a process of learning to take control of these, of these two mechanisms of the body and the mind, which the body and the mind are tools. They're amazing, amazing, beautiful, beautiful tools that have been given to us to experience and create the life that we're here to create. But when we 
don't have control over them, they tend to, and because of the trauma and the things that we've inherited and experienced, they are, they are going a certain direction. Mm-hmm. And that direction is according to patterns that have been passed down to us. And those patterns. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Take us where we don't want to go, which is suffering. And so we're learning to take back control of the of these two amazing tools, the body and the mind, and then to even reshape them in a way that will take us where we want to go, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. But do you think it is it is um it is real living if you don't experience suffering or don't experience pain? Because I feel like when I've gotten through those moments in my life, mm-hmm. you know, those were so valuable to me to experience the beauty of life. You know what I'm saying? And, and the and the joy, the inner joy, that deep joy, not happiness, mm. you know, but that joy, joy. Um, so do you think that it's 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 a human experience um, that, you know, that with the suffering brings that, you know, that uh, liberation? It's a great, it's a great question, right? Because we don't want to suffer, but yet the suffering leads us to so many great things. So the way I like to look at it is that, well, I think there's a couple of points here. I see a, a major distinction between pain and suffering. I would say mm, pain is a good. pain is a part of life. Right. Um, it's, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Suffering, however, is optional. And I know that that sounds, it can be a little controversial, but, but what I mean by that is we su- suffering is an indicator. It's like, like on your iPhone, right? You have like a little indicator to show you, Oh, you missed a call. You got a text. Well, to me, suffering is an indicator. It, mm-hmm. It's showing us, Oh, there's, there's something deeper here that we're out of alignment with. So suffering is, it's a gift. Why is it a gift? Because it tells us we are, we are strained from what I would, what I would call my, my, my truest and highest essence or self. When I, when I deviate from that suffering, there's that, there's a discomfort. There's Mm -hmm. a, there's something deep inside that says something's off here or there's more and we're not touching it. And so it calls us home, so to speak. And without that suffering, we wouldn't know. So, um, and like, I like to tell people, it feels really good to be you, but it feels really bad to be not you. So when you're living a life according to a construct or a pattern that's not in alignment with mm-hmm. who we truly are, we suffer. Yeah. So, but when, when we get into alignment, the suffering, the need, the suffering is, it, it, it begins to go away. And I always like to tell people you, we are here. It is possible to live a life that is free from suffering, right. not pain, 
but right. suffering. I love that. I love that you um, chose to distinguish the two because that makes total sense to me. It's like um, when I have like some of my clients or friends or whatever say, you know, oh, this is horrible. And I'm, you know, it's just, I can't take this. I said, well, it actually just is right. So you need to, you need to figure out what you're putting on that emotionally because it just is, it's not good sure. or bad. It just is yeah. right. So powerful point. Yeah. So, uh, and another thing was you were talking about, you know, distinguishing the two in an indicator made me think of fear, right? Because fear mm -hmm. to me is also an indicator, like something's off here, something's wrong. You know, that's why fear shows up and how do we deal with that? Right. So I love that you do that with your clients. Like, is this a process that you take them through? Um, like, do you have a program where you take them through a few months or how do you work with your, with your clients on these, uh, type of issues? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So initially, when we when we start when I start working with a client, um, what I what I like to start with is a is a series. Uh, it's really a six week process, and the six week process is it, I call it the uh, sustainable alignment workshop. And so it's a workshop where we go through realignment, learning to see life at a fundamental. At, at the starting point from a, from a place of aligning mm. to the way life is, because my experience has been, is that we just through culture, society, the way we've been brought up, we've been, we've been taught to interact with life in a way that causes fear and trauma. Mm -hmm. It actually mm -hmm. leads us away from the way life actually works. And so we, it, it, it's, I always say that if, if you, if you try to work on specific because the people come to me for a lot of reasons some people will see having struggle in their relationships or sometimes people are having uh career issues or they're wanting they just feel stuck in life and they're not really sure why but there's usually a specific area if you kind of get into the the meat of the conversation with somebody somebody will say well i'd really like to see breakthrough in this area or this area mm -hmm. but the areas that people want to see breakthrough in are just symptoms they're yeah. not root issues. So if I've, I've discovered that if you, you, we can, we can come up with a lot of great uh, communication techniques in a relationship, or we can come up with ways to move forward in your career and all those things are great. But I always like to ask the deeper questions, you know, uh, like let's get to the root issue. For example, like, you know, if we, you know, use a health example, like, you know, if you don't drink enough water, you may get a headache, you know, mm -hmm. and if that headache goes on for a while, you may, it may develop into a migraine. Now you can, you can take medication for migraines and you can, you could, you could, you know, take Tylenol or uh, pain relievers yeah. and that kind of thing. And, the, and it will work temporarily. It's great, but it'll come back. And the reason it'll come back is because the root issue hasn't been addressed, which is hydration. So we'd right. say, let's, let's get to the root. Let's learn how to live in a way that promotes hydration. That's just a little example here, That's but a great example. In, in the sustainable uh, alignment workshop, which is the initial, what we do is we, we start trying to address root issue, root perceptions of life that that in itself begins to put us on a very different trajectory. And it helps us, you know, what I say is, is, is people are tired in life Yeah. that meaning and their energy is drained. And why is the energy drained? Because we're in resistance, right? So we're, we've been positioned in life in such a way that we're very resisting, very resistive to life. And this is unconscious, not con people aren't conscious about it. The reason we're in resistance to life is because we're going against the grain of what the, of, of how life works because we're right. out of alignment. So when we start getting into alignment, suddenly what people start to notice is they have more energy, more vitality. Why? Because 
always say it takes a lot of energy to resist life yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. life, and life, life will wear you down yeah. if you're going against it. So by getting into alignment with life, there's a net increase. So in energetic income starts to happen. So instead of being depleted, you start to get deposits on a daily basis and people start noticing, wow, life feels doable. People start to have a little more buoyancy. And then we have the capital, so to speak, the energetic capital to address the deep, the symptoms that they, they were experiencing, you know, whether it's relationships or career or whatever that may be, then we get into those specifics, but now we have something, we have energy to work with and perspective to work with. And it's much easier to deal with those issues. Yeah. Uh, after that point. That's deep work you're doing there. That's really deep. Um, and a lot of people, um, I, I think will, really appreciate the journey. I think in the beginning, you don't know you need it because you don't know what you don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. Right. But in a journey like this, Jamal, I mean, that's a really deep way to really find yourself and find who you are. Like that question I asked in the beginning. Um, so is that what your book is? Because I know you have a book called Living, Living, what is it? Living for it's a li Living? Living for a Living. Living exactly. for a Living. Is that what this is addressing? This um, the, like the same kind of work you're doing with people? Well, it's, it's the beginnings. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I like to, the book is, um, really the, the book is more of, um, of, of the process, the beginnings of asking people to think about their life from a, from a, from a place of living. So for example, uh, the reason it's titled living for a living is kind of a play on, uh, the, the question that most of us get asked a lot. If, you know, if you meet somebody, they say, Hey, what is it that you do for a living? Yeah. And I understand the question, but it really what that what's typically meant by that question is what do you do for money? Yeah, yeah. What do you what do you do to survive? It's an important question, but you know, survival and living are very different things. So I I I had this thought early in my life was what if we could live for a living? Right. Because because I was watching I and to get back get back to my parents, I I saw them surviving for sure. They were living to survive but they weren't really living, mm -hmm. not in the way that I, I began to realize that was possible. Again, that's not to shame them. They were doing, they've done the best they, 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 they did the best they could and they were, um, you know, doing everything they knew to do. But I, I, I realized that you could spend your whole life leveraging it away for money and never actually live. Yeah. yeah. So the, the book is really about how do you live for a living? What does it even mean to live for a living? What is money? So it addresses money. It addresses your life. It addresses really moving into. So the, the gist of it is if you can learn to live for a living, survival comes with, 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 with living. Yeah. But if you leverage your life to survive, you may survive, but you may not actually live. live. So That's it's, it, it's shifting, it's shifting our, our life's focus and pursuit um, into a deeper dimension of, of being to say, Hey, who are, and, and again, in order to do that, we really do have to start asking some questions like, well, who am I? Right. 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 What is it that makes me, me, what are my passions? What are the things that really light me up and get me up in the morning and that kind of thing? And that's, this is all. So the book is meant to be just a, an entrance point into that deeper conversation for folks. And a lot of it's just my own journey, my own story, my struggle of how I made that transition from 
living for survival to living for a living. So that's to speak. awesome. I love the title, by the way. Love the title. <laughs> love Thank it. You. And I really did. I got, I got it when I read it. I was like, ah, not what you do for a living, but living for a living. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so Jamal, what is your podcast about too? What's the name of that? Uh, the podcast is called the love cast with Jamal. And um, it's really, you know, I started it probably four or five years ago to be just an extension of the conversation I was having with folks because I kept having conversations with people and people would say, Hey, I wish we could record this somehow. And I wish we could. And I thought, well, oh yeah, people are doing this, aren't they? We could, that's called podcasting, right? Yeah, we record yeah. conversations and put it out for the world to benefit. And that's why I started it. And yeah. now it's more of a tool that I use to communicate some of these deeper truths that I, that I communicate in my work in coaching, but I want to get it out there to a wider audience. So that's, that's the purpose behind the podcast. Yeah. Podcast is fun. I really have a good time with podcasting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it. So Jamal, before I uh, let you go, I, I want people to know how they can get in contact with you because the work that you're doing is so important. And I think that, a lot of us miss that in life. You know, we kind of like struggle through, struggle through. And then one day we turn around and go, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What is my why? Why am I here? Right? So I love that you are starting them off by discovering what that is and then finding what it is to not have to suffer um, even though there is pain. I love the way you distinguish those two things. So if you don't mind giving us like, you know, maybe your uh, social media handles or your website, mm -hmm. your podcast, all that, that'd be great. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so my, I have, my website is jamaljavanji.com. So first and last name.com. And on my website is, it's kind of a hub. It, my book is linked there. Uh, my coaching work is linked there. And also uh, the podcast is linked there as well. Right. I'm on Instagram um, at Jamal Javanji, uh, Facebook, Jamal Javanji, Twitter. Uh, so, so it, I'm all there, but all of that information can be found there on the, on the website. Yeah. And your name is so unique. I bet you, you didn't have any trouble finding, you know, getting all your social media <laughs> handles. No, <laughs> nobody has my name. That's, That's for amazing. Sure. I love that. Yeah. I love that. But Jamal, honestly, thank you so much for spending this time with us. I mean, you really dropped a lot of wisdom here today. And I love having like authentic conversation like this, because then we can kind of dig into you, you know, like the, the meat and potatoes, if you will, of, of what you do. So thank you so much for being here, Jamal. I appreciate you. Thank you. Of course. Thank you, Nina, for having yeah. this podcast and hosting me. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. And thank you so much for being here because you guys are always so awesome and you're so engaging and I love you for that. So make sure that you like, share, subscribe. I will make sure to link all of Jamal's information below so that you guys can follow him, work with him, uh, read his book, all that great stuff. So thank you guys for being here. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk. No sugar added. Until next time. This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.